I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Tuesday, September 10, 2019. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. I have to say, today was not necessarily an easy day to read the market. The trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew was out in full force. We're going to go over the intraday chart. We're also going to go over many other charts. There's a lot of takeaways from today, and there's also some signals from today, and the signals are going to be what you're most interested in. Let's start with where we are and what those numbers represent just as a refresher. The 279.60 represents an area. It's around 279.5, give or take. That's an important area to the market, and we'll see when we go down to the intraday charts how that again turns out to be true. The second number, which is represented by the green horizontal trend line, is 296.64. That represents the low that was made right here on the 5th of September. So the low is 296.64. Inside the numbers members, we're watching these numbers today like a hawk. We take the markets in stair step. Some traders like to trade intraday. Some traders like scalp trades. They use the important numbers as scalp trading opportunities. Some traders like swing trades. So they're looking at the longer term charts. They're looking at the hourly chart, the 120 minute chart, a 240, a daily, and so on. They're still using the important numbers combined with everything that's taught in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. This is the three pillars of success. I'm sorry about the commercial, but I just rolled into it, so I have to finish. The whole idea is there's a lot of traders out there making plenty of money. I get the emails all day, every day. So if you want to join the party, here are the three pillars of success. These videos are put out at least four, mostly five days a week. I talked about the weekend video yesterday. Sometimes it's just not necessary if there's no material change. The second pillar is the course Lazy E-Mini Trader. What it does is it gives you the foundation. It pulls back the curtain and helps you understand everything I'm talking about. You may think you understand most of the things I'm talking about throughout these videos until and unless you take and go through in detail the Lazy E-Mini Trader course. You really don't know exactly what I'm referring to. And most importantly, you learn why. It's the why behind the strategy that gives traders a comfort level when taking trades it changes the game think about it for a second when you understand why you're doing something you have a confidence in order to do it when you don't understand why you're doing something you're always going to feel like you're guessing therefore you're trading on hopium the third pillar is inside the numbers i'm giving traders all day long as necessary a play-by-play on the guided tour of what the market's doing. Where are the intraday important levels? It's fluid. They change throughout the day based on what the market is doing. So what we may discuss the night before is going to change during the day as the market's trading. The market in and of itself creates support and resistance as it goes along. Longer term support and resistance certainly stays there for a while. Shorter term support and resistance is fluid. And guess what? 
being fluid, it creates opportunity. That's how we make money. All right, back to the charts, back to the numbers. Let's go through the daily chart, and then we're going to scale down and go to the intraday charts. Let's keep it simple. What do we see visually on the screen? Forget the technicals. Just use common sense. What do we see? We see the market went down and it tested the low from the 5th of September. This low right here, we talked about it before. It tested it, it spiked through it, it recovered and finished at the high of the day. Is that a positive or is that a negative? Well, it's not a negative. It has to be on the bull side of the ledger. What's the second thing that jumps off the chart at me as I just look at it? I see this bull flag pattern. We talk about bull flag patterns all the time because we see them all the time. So not that it's finished yet, not that it can't go sideways for another week or so. It can. It can fail and come down and fill the gap that exists all the way down here. That was certainly possible as the market began breaking below the lows from September 5th. All of a sudden, the bears have the gap in view. Doesn't necessarily happen in one day, but they begin eyeballing the gap. The Bulls won today. They fought off the Bears. They were able to fight off the lows from September 5th, 296.64, finished on the highs. So we have a couple of things in the Bull camp. A test of the lows and a recovery, finishing around the highs of the day. And we still have a continuation of the formation of a bull flag pattern. What else do we have on the docket? Have we gotten to the big fat round number of 300 or ES S&P 3000? And the answer is no. And the question is, will they or will they fail? We have a breakdown candle high. This is something that's taught in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader ad nauseum. Markets love to come back and test those breakdown and breakup candle highs and lows. Just so happens, we have one in the vicinity of the big fat round number of 300. So from a short-term perspective, here's what we have on the table. All the things we just discussed, the bull flag pattern, finishing on the highs, test of the lows, the recovery, and the lack of the satisfaction, if you will, of 300 or 3,000, the big fat round number. So all those things go in the bull camp or on the bull side of the ledger. They're puzzle pieces. They're on the table. What's the bear picture? Simply closing hourly is a good start. Hourly and then daily below certainly can get things started on the downside. Until and unless that happens, no dice. What's the look or what do we have when we switch over to an hourly chart? Well, you see the same thing. Essentially, you see the bull flag pattern. And guess what? You also get a closer look at what happened intraday and how these numbers are important. Case in point, first hourly candle of the day. Spikes down below the 296.64, but recovers. Where does it close? The closing price is 296.74, up above by 10 cents. Accident or coincidence? I think not. Who's kidding who? The next candle immediately starts down. Why? Because Trick and Company showed up. And I'm not going to show you all the detail. I know I did a lot of that last night, so I'll spare you. But all this is inside inside the numbers this is what we're looking at throughout the trading day this is the type of commentary but as it's going on what happens a little bit later all of a sudden the market starts up it makes a high of what 297.59 
Are you kidding me? I would still suggest at that point, and obviously did suggest for Inside the Numbers folks, that 297.50, 297.60 is important. And then you can see what happened the rest of the day. We go right back to test the other important number, 296.64, and then they shot up like a rocket at the end of the day. The moral of the story, 296.64 held. It keeps the bull flag pattern intact. This, again, using a different chart this time, is the pattern. This has not been broken. Spike down a little bit intraday, but really at the end of the day, that doesn't matter. This is still active, like it or not. This will remain active until and unless the SPY can close an hour, and then certainly daily below 296.64. The other side of doing that is going up to satisfy the big fat round number of 300, which is at this point unexpected by a lot of traders out there which is why we should be looking where others aren't let's discuss volume for a second so the first hourly candle of the day has decent volume six million shares not tremendous but decent you see higher volume candles here's one that's eight here's another one that's over seven here's another one this is a good one this one's about 12 and a half million shares Pardon me, I was looking at half the volume. It was about 20 million shares. Whatever the numbers are, we can see visually that the volume here is slightly less, but it's interesting because as the day goes on, the volume declines. If the market was going to come down, for example, in the second candle of the day, you would have likely seen something at minimum of near or exceeding the first volume candle of the day. We saw decreasing volume. Decreasing volume is generally a sign of a market in terms of a market in the position that this one was in at the time. Decreasing volume is more so indicative of a market finding a low than a market accelerating to the downside. When you reduce it down to a 15-minute chart, you see the same routine. The first candle of the day is about 6 million shares and decreasing, so you can see that as the volume decreases, the market stops decreasing or heading in the southern direction. Now, this was making a bear flag pattern, but what happened? The bear flag pattern actually failed once we closed up above the high of the opening range high, right here at 297.42. That was a signal that the market was not going down or would have a difficult time going down. It was more of a signal that the market wanted to at least go sideways or potentially in the other direction. Again, inside the numbers members are hearing what closes are important and where the market closed throughout the trading day. It's important because the numbers are important. Here's another one, back to the hourly chart. So here's the opening range high, 297.42. What's the close of this candle? 297.42. Any accidents or coincidences? That's tricking company saying, not just yet, not giving you the total clue. What they didn't do was they didn't inform us all they were going to do was go back down, retest the 296.64 area, and then fly off to the upside into the end of the day. If they would have sent that out on a text, that would have been helpful to most traders. Throw the ball around the horn a little bit, taking a look at a different viewpoint. The 240-minute chart. 
Do we see anything different here? Not so much. Again, here's the channel that we're in. Here's the up move, which is essentially the flag pole. And this will generally result in a move in the upward direction. Doesn't have to go as high as I just drew it. The concept is the big fat round number of 300 really has the market's name on it. Will they fail and go down? It's certainly possible. But the 80-20 rule comes into play more often than not. 80% of the time, the market is going to go and do the 300 or big fat round number of 3000 S&P. It's just the way it works the majority of the time. What's going on over in Camp IWM? It's very interesting. Remember the SPY chart we just spent all that time on? They struggled to basically get back to the flat line to finish where we closed yesterday with that big rally at the end of the day. Yet the IWM was up over 1% today, about $2 approaching the downsloping trend line that we're so familiar with. This is my favorite market leading indicator. Here's the look on the daily chart. You can see once again, we're approaching that downsloping trend line. That doesn't necessarily have to stop the market. It's not drawn into the penny. All we're doing is from a conceptual standpoint, we're letting the market dictate where the trend line exists and where overhead resistance will likely be. What if we have an explosion to the upside? What if the IWM really catches fire? What if it goes in fuego? Where can it go? 156 and a half, 157. It can get up there. And there will also be a lot of overhead resistance waiting. Doesn't mean the market has to get up there, but if the market does get up there, there will be overhead resistance waiting around. How's the VIX doing? Here's a short hop for you. We haven't talked about the VIX in a little while. Does it look bullish or does it look bearish? It looks bearish. We closed below the low of a breakup candle low. What does that mean? That generally means that that bullish pattern is off the table and that same energy will then be released in the other direction. Does that mean that the VIX is going to come all the way down to $12 or even lower? One step at a time, but a spike through 14 is on the table. What's doing down at the transportation department? Same routine as the IWM. My second favorite market leading indicator and yet again, another canary in the coal mine. The transports went screaming higher today, up 1.5%, 160 points. What was the number we discussed last night? Wasn't it about 10,700, give or take? We're almost home. What about the tech stuff? What's going on in Silicon Valley with the queues? Same routine as the spiders. They didn't fill the gap. You see this gap right here. The actual gap is 188.33. They came up well short. All they really did was come into the 50 period moving average and did the same thing as the SPY. When that happens, you usually get the same kind of movement across all the markets. It's all the same market. They just don't all trade the same magnitude or exactly together every single day or all day. But remember what we've been discussing. This is also a puzzle piece and it's on the table. It was on the table yesterday. It's certainly on the table today. The IWM was leading yesterday along with the transports. Again today, same routine. Inside the numbers members, we're hearing this all day long. One of two things is going to happen. That divergence is going to go away. Either the rest of the market's going to catch up 
with the favorite leading indicators or my favorite leading indicators or my favorite leading indicators are a fake out created by Trick and Company, Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate Crew. You know those guys. And they're going to turn around and follow the market in the southern direction. One of those two things is going to happen. Use that information with everything else we discussed tonight. And as far as I'm concerned, as long as we stay above that number cited in the SPY, that number, 296.64, as long as we stay above there on daily closes, the market is going to work higher. The financials, what's going on over here? So the financials were up more earlier, finished with a pseudo-doji candle. That's interesting in and of itself. We can't say right now whether it's meaningful. One of the reasons is I don't love where it is. Traders that have taken the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader will recall these doji candles and pseudo-doji candles have a representation, but they have more meaning depending on where they show up on the chart. We'll just leave it at that. Right now, we're going to say the XLF was up 10 cents, and that's the story. What about the semiconductor space? The SMH is the proxy for the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index. Same routine as the SPY. You have the flagpole. You have the flag going on here. So it's a bull flag pattern. How long is it going to take? It can go up tomorrow. It could take another week. We don't know. We never know exactly how long it's going to take, but we do know where our bogeys are. We know what breaks the pattern apart, and that's all that counts. It's either going to stay in this upper channel, similar to the SPY, staying above the low of 118.31, and it's going to go higher, or it's going to begin trading below 118.31, and therefore the gap comes into view. That's just the way it is. You don't need to make it more complex than that doesn't happen in one shot and it doesn't happen every time like today they took a peek down in the SPY but they recovered quickly we never got that close I take that back we did get an hourly close below in the SPY and then they recovered right away a page right out of trick and company how about gold some of the air is finally coming out of gold it's only short term they're just gonna come back and retest either around 1475 and that'll be it or they come all the way down to about 1430 14 and a quarter just to put it in perspective and my take on gold for those of you that don't know and those of you that do know here's a reconfirmation gold is on a long-term breakout that means many months many years in between it's going to go up and down like everything else so here we can look at the monthly chart And we have a long-term bogey. So what I would say is, using the low of this last breakup candle, which is 14.12 and change, use that low on a monthly closing basis. You get close to that low, you can accumulate. You close the month below that low, and we're likely to come down lower all the way into these moving averages. And again, that doesn't change the picture. It will have its ebbs and flows on the way. So until and unless it's no longer on a long-term breakout, pullbacks are meant to be bought. But $10 or $20 in gold isn't a long-term pullback kind of buy. You have to think long-term, so your pullbacks that you're looking to buy are $100, $150, $200 pullbacks. Those are the pullbacks that you want to buy. 
And with that, it's everything that I wanted to and intended to discuss tonight. So we will give it a wrap. I'll pull the ripcord. And before I do that, let me once again impress upon you how much I appreciate all of you. Without you, these videos are not possible. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app, and please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis. Thank you.